Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're talking about the seller who knows very little about their property. It makes sense. The seller of a property has no reason to know about the development potential of their property. They're an owner. All they do is live in a house on a property. Well, this week I was involved in a dialogue with a seller who was offering their property at a good price. The purchase made sense. That is, it made sense until I was able to check the government regulations that would come into play. In this particular location, the minimum lot size was larger than the current property. That meant that any changes to the existing structure on the property would require zoning variance. The existing structure is in derelict condition and not worth salvaging, hence the good purchase price. But further investigation found the properties also located across the street from an environmentally protected zone. That was the trigger to go and investigate whether the conservation authority over the environmentally protected zone also had jurisdiction over what could be built on this property, which is actually outside the environmentally protected zone. Two minutes of search with the address showed very clearly that the property was on the edge of a flood zone, where a quarter of the property was fully within the flood zone, the remaining 80% of the property was within the regulation limit of the Conservation Authority. The regulation limit of the Conservation Authority extends 90 feet beyond the edge of the flood zone and the environmentally protected zone. So what does this mean? It means that permission would need to be granted simultaneously by two different bureaucracies for anything to be built on the property. That means simultaneously satisfying two different sets of rules, one of them very clearly written and the second one not written down at all. Naturally, I declined to purchase the property. Now, I feel sorry for the seller. The problem is not with the buyer, in this case me. I was simply the bearer of bad news that his property could not be easily redeveloped. The best I could offer that if the redevelopment permit on the property could be obtained while the property was still in the hands of the seller, then I'd be willing to buy the property with the entitlement as a condition of purchase. It's possible that someone who doesn't perform due diligence might come along and buy the property. In an environment of people offering over your asking price, some with more money than cents, they might come along and buy it. But the seller is now facing a choice. Nobody who knows what they're doing will buy this property in its current state. It's the seller who has the problem, not the buyer. We had another property offered to us that was supposedly well along the path to having a new site plan approved. But when we asked the seller for a copy of the entire due diligence file and records of the three meetings held with the planning department, all they could provide was a single drawing. We asked for the comments from the planners on the proposed subdivision plan. Here, too, the file was empty. There was no way that the seller held three meetings with the planners just for fun. There had to have been some feedback, so we had to politely decline the purchase. In the case of another property, the property was backing onto a major highway. The seller was aware of the fact the property was next to the highway, and he had the forethought to get a letter from the highway authority to confirm the property was not about to be condemned due to its proximity to the right-of-way. But he looked at his tax bill and assumed that just because his tax bill said the property was residential, he assumed that it was zoned residential. Imagine his surprise when I let him know the property was not in fact zoned residential. That meant redevelopment of the property would require zoning change since the existing zoning would not permit any form of development on the property. You see, these are not isolated cases. Sellers rarely know what they own. Sometimes the zonings change without their knowledge. Sometimes they knew the zoning was going to change, but they were simply unaware of the consequences. Property owners often assume that since a property exists, it's allowed to exist. I've seen additions to properties that do not conform. 
the owners of the property never even bothered to check whether a building permit had been issued when they bought the property. Imagine their surprise when I told the seller that the back half of their house was not legally permitted, and if there was ever a fire, the insurance company would not pay out on the claim. That's right, insurance companies will only insure property that was legally built. If it was built without a permit, their attitude, it's not a legal property and therefore they're under no obligation to insure an illegal property. See, these situations are surprisingly common, but these are also situations that can be easily investigated in just a few minutes of due diligence. I'm surprised by the number of real estate professionals that report they don't have the skills to perform even this most basic form of due diligence. It's a test question that I often ask a broker to assess their level of skill. Some brokers claim to be specialists in commercial, but if they can't even go into a GIS database and collect the zoning on a property, they're not serious about being a commercial broker. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.